Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. We Cheese on the podcast. Cheese on the podcast. Outsiders Boxing Podcast coming at you in full effect to start off this 2019. Man, we had a great 18, but 19, we're looking forward to it. A lot of boxing, a lot of news going on, a lot of things happening. You know, we took a little break. Not not much has been ha- going on in boxing uh, these last couple of weeks. I think we took a, like a two two-show break, um, and that's because, you know, we just wanted to take take our time, relax, you know, think about bigger things for the new year, bigger and better things, make our plans, do what we need to do, and uh, start it, man. But uh, the first thing was we had a new theme. I don't know what the fuck happened there, uh, but – it something happened. Something happened. Um but somehow how blog talk back in in a little bit. I'm gonna try to get that in. Um but while we're waiting on my man R C to join, hit me said he'll be a little late. While we're waiting on that Let's talk about what 19 has to offer. Uh, so far, so far, we've got, you know, we've got some pretty good boxing to be looking forward to. Before we get that, yeah, my bad. Before we get that, I'm, I'm all over the place uh, wondering what the hell happened to my theme. Uh, but before we get that, since we've been – on the show, a lot of things have happened. Um, we've had Alabama get humiliated in the national championship game by Clemson and 
uh, Bill and Ted looking quarterback for Clemson rookie quarterback, um, Lawrence, I believe his name is, gave them that extra work, had a crazy receiver, young freshman receiver, giving them that extra work. It was crazy. It was crazy. We also had R. Kelly being super exposed. Um, as a monster, you know, we used, we all knew, you know, we all knew that R. Kelly was into the foolery. Of course you had Aaliyah, you know, her being young. Of course you had the, um, the videotape of him peeing on the young girl, you know, which I didn't see. I, I never, I'm not involved in child pornography. Uh, I was, I think, I don't remember when that came out, but I was still sort of young and I still wasn't even down with looking at no child pornography. So, so since I never saw that, I guess I was desensitized to what R. Kelly was doing, peeing on young freaks. That's how I used to always see it. He was just, he peed on the young freak. But, uh, you know, this this video, this documentary has come out, and it's making my man look crazy, crazy, crazy. My, R. Kelly, you know, he's still the king of R&B, and God damn it, even though it sort of stings me and I have a daughter, I'm probably still going to be stepping to the name of love, uh, jamming, when a woman loves, which is one of my favorite songs, you know, remix to ignition, uh, you know, down low, um, trapped in the closet, uh, half on a baby, um, I can't sleep. Uh, yeah, it's it's you know, R. Kelly has jams, but he's also a monster, and you know we saw it, and it hurts me. It hurts me deep. I watched it firing up, watching it. Deep, deep hurt. But <laughs> these fools let him do it for 20 years, and now, you know, it's stuck in my brain, um, all of his jams, and I can't deny his jams. So, therefore, I'll be low-key still jamming R. Kelly, but we all know that he's a monster, man. But um, I finally got – we got R.C. on the line. I think we've – I think I got the goddamn theme is on. They screwed us the first time. So we're going to bring it back with the new theme for 2019 as we start this motherfucker over again. OBP midweek. Let's get it. Boxing. 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 Boxing, boxing. You're tuned into Outsiders Boxing Podcast, where they only gonna give you the realest talking. Boxing, boxing. Boxing, boxing. Boxing. P midweek in full of fucking fact for 2009. Let me bring in my main man on the trigger. Helen from Central Valley, California. I've been through the Central Valley of California, I think. Sort of looks like Texas out there. A lot of cows, a lot of oil rigs. Um, it's very Texasy out there. 
so maybe that's why me and RC we have a connection because we're we're almost damn near like Texas guys, man. Haven't heard from my man. Well, I've definitely heard from him, but you know, this being the first show of 2009, I got to take it to my guy, RC. RC, what's popping, man? Uh, happy birthday to your moms. I think that was today, right? See, you uh, posted up there. I know you're a mama's boy, so I know you, you gave her the finest in jewelry, roses, and chocolates. And, uh, yeah, happy birthday to Mama Sorello. And, uh, yeah, man, what's going on? I uh, appreciate it, man. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, um, I thought I was going to be running a little later than usual because, as always, females be running late. <clears throat> Told my mom meet up at this restaurant that I could take her to get some nice grub and nice food, uh, drinks in and all that good stuff. And um, it was scheduled for 530. She shows up a little after 6. So, uh, we, well, you know, it, it worked. I just got out of there right now. And, um, yeah, it was a good day. I appreciate appreciate the shout-out and all that. Um, I know this is our first time stepping into 2019, and I love the soundtrack that we got being the intro <laughs> with the uh, to it. I love it. I love it. Um, uh, I, I really do like that. So, glad you put that one in there. Great input. But coming into 2019, uh, coming in hot, uh, we have uh, bigger goals this year as far as everything, as far as aspirations go. And that includes what we're doing here at the Outsiders Boxing Podcast. I've uh, been working myself with uh, journalists around the area um, and with the same type of NWO takeover style that we have in the podcasting game. And um, I'm really looking forward to this year, man. I know we didn't come on uh, last Sunday or the Wednesday um, before, but, you know, it's just uh, – uh, I mean, I think we did a show, the, the regular show on a Monday or Tuesday before Wednesday, so we were just kind of going through the motion. I'm glad the holiday season's finally over. Uh, it feels like I've been partying since Halloween, and now it's finally time to uh, get back in on track. For you me have, anyway. RC. Shit. Yeah, it's time for me to get back on track, and uh, <laughs> after today, it's over. My, uh, it was my dad's birthday before Christmas, then Christmas, then New Year's. Then my mom's birthday. It was. It's just been a lot put into one. That's why I really don't like the 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 holiday type of year because it, it it's a it's a it's a big dent in my pockets for everybody. <laughs> but it's over now, so it's back on track. And uh, there's a lot of boxing to get to coming forward. I mean, I know we got um uh, um the big fight coming up next weekend, but it's time to get back on track. And I'm ready, man. So um yeah, it's uh it's it's great out here right now. Besides all this fucking rain. It's raining like crazy out here. I really I, I can't stand it. But other than that, man, all is good in the hood, and I'm ready to rock and roll. Glad I made it on time. And, um, yeah, I'm ready to rock, man. Definitely, definitely. Well, let's start this up by just going over, you know, just to 2019, going over what we've, what we've got so far scheduled uh, as far as boxing, as far as main events uh, in the boxing game right now. And uh, before we get down to the news, and of course this weekend's fights, man. So of course this weekend we've got a uh, De- uh, Devin Haney um, prospect going up against some guy Naga Dig. I'm not gonna say his name. Then we got Uzteka. Us- What's my guy's name? Uh, Jose Uztagui. Uztagui. Yeah, Uztagui. Wherever he's uh he's fighting this uh this weekend. I think there he's putting up his belt. Um, 
this IBF super middleweight belt against uh, Caleb Plant. Pretty good fight. Uh, yeah. Weekend after that, we've got Brian Jennings versus Oscar Reyes. Nobody cares. We've got uh, uh, Andrade fighting some guy, Arthur Akova, who's 19-2. and two. I'm not really worried about that. Of course, we've got Manny Pacquiao versus Adrian Broner. Um, that's the weekend after that. Uh, also, June, uh, January 26th, Keith Thurman against Josecito Lopez. I guess that's an all right fight. Josecito Lopez, 37, uh, 36 and 7, 19 KOs. Nobody's worried about him. But one time is going to make us come back. Uh, out of nowhere, uh, Jaime Munguia is fighting uh, Takashi, yeah, Takashi Igno, Ignoe, whatever his last name is, in Houston, Texas. In, um, in Noe. In Houston. Takashi, it's not, yeah, instead of Takashi. Yeah, Inoue. <laughs> Yeah, Takashi Inouye, uh, January 26th in Houston, Texas, man. So uh, I was going to try to get out there, but, of course, that's my wife's birthday weekend, so we'll be making moves, so I won't be, I won't be, there, I won't be there. But I think the weekend after that, um, Kovalev, uh, Alvarez versus Kovalev 2 is going down in Dallas, man. Uh, so Texas has a start in the uh, year off right with uh, three, three fights. I mean, one fight in the first three months of the uh, of the of the year, so that's pretty good. Uh, another good fight, Davis versus Mares. That's going down February ninth in uh, Carson, out there uh, in California. Um, Machado versus Conceda, uh, Alberto Machado. That's an up and coming guy. That's not that good. Jose Ramirez uh, putting his uh, belt up against. That's your guy, right? The pay to thirty one and 25 KOs. That might be. Sounds like a pretty good fight, and that's going down in your area, right, Fresno? Yep, yep, yep. That's going down. Jose about to put in some work. You know, against the Pater. We'll see how that goes. Uh, we got some uh, another up and comers: Darrell fighting, uh, DeGale fighting Eubanks, uh, a UK bum off. I mean, both of these guys are UK brothers. Both of these guys have two uh, crazy L's uh, to to guys they should have beat or that we thought they should have beat. Um, but that's a pretty good fight, man. Um, also, Sean Porter, you guys, pretty good fight uh, for Sean Porter's. Uh, what has he got? He's got one of those. He got the WBC. He's got one of those belts. Uh, yeah, he's holding the WBC okay. title hostage. Well, he's fighting you guys, and you guys is the. I mean, you guys got three L's, eleven KOs out of with twenty three wins. So nobody's yeah, really worried I, about. I, I, but you guys is pretty good. No. Yeah, it'd be a tough fight for him for sure, but he doesn't deserve the title that he's defending. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. And of course, we got the big showdown at the no, beginning of, uh, of the of the first quarter. Uh, Spence versus Garcia. Uh, good fight. Uh, Peterson versus Lipinet. All right. Truax versus Peter Quillen. Uh, that's an all right fight. Uh, Peter Quillen, of course, only having that one uh, devastating KO loss. Uh, a couple of years ago, he's making his comeback. Truax, I think Truax was was that against was that against DeGale that he fought um, and he beat one time, then he got beat again. Was that DeGale or was that yeah, that was DeGale. Yeah, yeah, uh, that Truax was DeGale. He had DeGale, that, yeah. he had the uh, yeah he had that upset victory and then he you know got uh, that big old slice of uh, re- uh, well not humble pie I wouldn't say but a reality check real quick passing in a hurry. Yeah, yeah, and then of course we got Danny Garcia fighting Adrian Granados. Granados twenty and six with fourteen great, great KOs. Fight. Nobody worries about him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So we've got great fight. I, mean, I love it. So far, nothing's really, except for the Garcia and uh, and uh, Spence fight, nothing's really jumping out. But this weekend, uh, we have a pretty good fight, man, and, and we'll go ahead and start talking about it. Um, Saturday night, I think going down in uh, L.A., Fox Sports 1, uh, 8 a.m., uh, 8 p.m. Central. I mean, 8, P, uh, 8 p.m. Eastern. I'm my fault. We got uh, Ustegi. How do you say his name? Uskatui? Ustegui? Uskatagi. Ustaktagi. We got this guy facing, facing my guy. And, you know, I, I don't know if people really know that, but facing my guy, Caleb Plant. And I know you're wondering, like, you know, D. Will, Caleb Plant, is that your guy? Well, Caleb Plant has a uh, he has a he has a weird story, man. This is a guy. He's an undefeated boxer coming out. Um, he's from uh, he's he's a, he's from out there. I think he's from like let me look it up. He's from Nashville. You know, a USA guy, white guy. And, not, you know, and you always know, you know, everybody thinks I'm sort of prejudiced or I only broke for the brothers. But everybody knows me. If they hear me on the show, you always hear me say, we boxing needs the all-American white guy. They need him. We don't have him yet. We thought maybe Baby Morrison, one of the Baby Morrisons would come up and do it. We thought maybe, uh, what's my man, Joe Smith could do it. But they haven't been able to do it. But maybe my man Caleb Plant can get something done for the USA and the great white hype that is needed in boxing, man. And, and, he's with, and that's why. And uh, he's uh, he's uh, with a black woman too, just to put it out there. So maybe that's why you're a fan of the guy. I don't know. Oh yeah, hey, I was gonna. That, that was that was my second point. He's one of those white guys that you could probably chill with. He's one of those white guys that, you know, listens to similar music. Mm. You know, he's got the goatee. You know, he might, you know, he probably used to wear his pants real, real baggy, real loose fitting. You know, I don't, you, you never know what guys <laughs> these days because, you know, uh, everybody's wearing them tight. But, you know, back in the day when you could tell, he probably had that, you know. And he seems like my type of guy. And also, He's a guy who I think his, he had his his uh, I heard his story, and his story was like that his daughter, you know, was having like 150 seizures a day or something like that, and you know she almost died like five times and then she eventually passed away. This is you know his uh his, his like a, as a baby, yeah, so this guy's gone through a lot a lot of shit, man. So he's coming up, all of a sudden, uh. He hasn't really beat anybody any good, but he's coming up for uh, Jose Ustugui, however you say his name. Who's got the game for the I for the IBF World Super Middleweight Title? You know, Ustugui, Ustugui, uh, Venezuelan cat. Uh, he's taking else to Andre Durrell. Then he beat him. Uh, made him quit. Uh, he's also taken L's from uh, Korobov. Korobov gave him that work. Unanimous decision. But uh, 
But yeah, it should be a good, a pretty good fight, man. Uh, RC, how do you see that going? Um. Well, I mean, you know, I like the Benavides brothers, and I did like when the Benavides brothers crashed Caleb Plant's workout party that they had going on. And uh, for whatever reason, David and his brother don't really like Caleb Plant. I don't really have a problem with him, but I was looking to sense any sort of softness in him when I seen the whole scrum go on. That happened uh, a little bit before the Terrence Crawford thought with Benavidez it happened. Um, but, uh, you know, Caleb Plant is actually a really good fighter. Um, so uh, I- I'm looking forward to this fight coming up as far as to see him uh, put on a display of showing some tools that he's obviously shown before, but I just want to see if he could, uh, um, you, know, you know, when fighters get a chance like this on a, a beginning of the new year, uh, getting a chance for before the big fights happen, before the uh, Garcia spans, before a possible a uh, big fight or a rematch with Water Fury happens and things like that, where you can make a name for yourself. And I know Caleb Plant's a really good fighter. Um, <clears throat> some people who have xenophobia, uh, whether it be from Europeans or things of that nature, kind of look at white guys being soft just because there's not really too many white guys in the sport. I don't have that issue. Um, you know, I'm similar to white guys in the NBA who can ball. Uh, you see Luka Doncic doing his thing right now. I don't have a problem with that. So, um, yeah, I want to see Caleb Plant have success this week. I can't really give a prediction for it because I've I've only seen what Caleb Plant could do up until this point. And, um, you know, Uskatagi, uh I've seen him before. He he definitely has some, some, uh, some tools himself. It should be in the works for a pretty good fight leading up before the big pay-per-view bout coming up next weekend. Um, but uh, I, I'm I'm really excited to see what they got going on this week, and um, I'm I'm pulling for Caleb Plant, but I wanna um, I wanna see him do something that's gonna make him go viral. Uh, fighters that are in this kind of about where you don't necessarily want to go for the knockout, want to show that they could go round. They got stamina, they got a gas tank. They uh, want to show off some of the tools they've been working on not necessarily going for the early stoppage, but I think at this point in time for Caleb Plant, if you want to start the new year off with a bang, I think that you probably want to look at this fight that you're getting, uh, you're looking at getting it out of the way in about, um, you probably want to get out of there within five rounds at that. Um, And I think that that's what he should be shooting for. You don't want to load up and try to, get him out of there in the first two or three, even though the idea of going viral would double the the amount of that when you get him out of there that early. But you want to <coughs> excuse me. Uh you want to shoot for um another range between five and six and things of that nature. But no, Caleb Plant he's he's definitely got talent and uh when uh the 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 the, the, the issues that happened with him and the Benavidez brothers that turned into a a, a scrum uh, I didn't sense any softness in him. And um, now I don't know where that comes from, from where he's at and uh, as far as mannerism goes. But I'm going to be pulling for Keller Plant, and I want to see him have some success this weekend. 
Um, definitely not something that I would orchestrate my weekend around as far as making the trip down south, but I'll definitely orchestrate my Saturday around getting to see this fight and everything that's on the undercard for it, though. But, um, you know, I want to see Caleb Point have success, and uh, I expect to see nothing less than, you know, my expectations or what I think he should do is get him out of there within five and six, but uh, Scott Piggy is no, <clears throat> no slum himself, so no slouch. You know, I want to see if I had a prediction, I don't think it's going to see uh, 10 rounds. So we'll see how it goes. But I'm definitely going for Caleb Plant. Well, yeah, I'm definitely going for him. Uh, now that I'm looking at Utegi's uh, record, uh, remember he did his, his win over his loss to, to um, what's my man, the, one of the brothers, the Darrell brother was, uh, you uh, not it was a disqualification. Remember, I think it was some kind of foolery happened where you act like he got hit, some crazy. Or is that? Or is that when the guy? Is that the fight when the guy jumped that's in the ring the and gave him the two piece? Yeah, because uh, he hit him after. The yeah. Started acting wild. yeah, yeah, cause, yeah. So yeah, was, yeah, he hit him with the yeah, he hit him after the bell or something like that. The trainer. Remember his uncle was, his uncle was on a run for a little while. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Gave up there and gave him that two piece. Yeah. Wop, wop. Yeah, that's what needed to happen. Yeah. So, so this guy, he 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 lost the unanimous decision against Korobov, who's a pretty good fighter. So we're gonna see. This is a this is a jump. This is definitely a jump for Caleb Plant. More than likely, he's gonna get whacked. But we're gonna see. We need him. I'm rooting for Caleb Plant. I'm not going to put my prediction out there because I don't want to predict. I want to hope for a Caleb Plant win, for a win for America. That's what we need. So, you know, good luck to Caleb Plant. He's definitely jumping up, up in, um, in, in, in competition. Like I said, my man, Ustagagi, he, he beat my, uh, he beat, what's his name? Something Jackson. He beat yeah he beat Julius Jackson, a TKO Julius Jackson. Dude, I remember Julius Jackson was coming up. I thought he might be alright. He was nineteen and though He got TKO. So this guy, Uskagigi, he isn't that bad. He definitely isn't. He he isn't bad at all. So we're gonna see what Caleb Plant can do. Good luck to my man. We're rooting for you. Um, yeah, and that's all I can really say about that man. But uh, also on Friday. We got up and coming, uh, up and coming, Devin Haney. You know, with twenty and 0, 13 KOs against some guy with an X in the front of his name. So I don't know if you like Zolin Cena Nadugini. I don't know how to say this fool's name, but uh, Devin Haney, twenty years old. You know, he's one of like we always say. Definitely me every every week. Boxing is pushing these new guys up. And uh, and they're doing a good job now. This guy, this African guy, I don't know how to say his name, and they're not really breaking it down for me. But he's uh, 25 and 0. He's 28 years old, but he only has 13 knockouts. Let me see what he's been looking like so far. Well, his last couple of fights, we've got TKO, unanimous TKO, unanimous TKO, TKO, 
So uh, I don't know. This might be a good fight for David Haney. Uh, for Devin Haney, um, looks like he's trying to come up in the rankings and he's taking steps. I think this might be a pretty good bout. I've never watched this guy fight. Uh, this is an African guy from South Africa. He's fought mostly in looks like London. Couple of fights. His last couple of fights have been in uh, America. No, it hasn't been. It's been in South Africa, and so yeah, this guy's coming over here. He might be all right. I don't know. This is going to be a good fight uh, to check out. See where De- uh, Devin Haney is. He's supposed, like I said, he's supposed to be one of these up and coming guys. You know, he's not quite Ryan Garcia to me. You know, but he's in that Shakur mm-hmm. Stevenson. You know, Devin Haney. Uh, he's in that, you know, that, that that little crew of guys on the come up for the future of boxing. Yeah. So uh, will yeah, you check yeah, this out? I think it's Friday night trash. show box. Yeah. Definitely. I like Devin Haney, and I'm glad you recognize that he's not in that same class as the lower echelon of Brian the Flash Garcia. You're a smart man, Willis. That's why me and you, like you said, beginning of the show, we, we have something in common as far as the grounds that we both have two feet on. And uh, Devin Haney definitely has that special talent to him. Uh, we're talking about a guy who is not afraid to put his sparring uh, out there for opponents to try to study and critique, pick apart, and uh, use that to their advantage. I like Devin Haney. Uh, he's a, a really good talent moving forward for the sport, young guy. Uh, Want to see him uh, get in there and definitely put on a showcase. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about what he needs to do. Um, one of the guys that's going to um, – it's hard to say if he could carry the flag from some of the young fighters with so much talent moving forward because the uh, he definitely has the attitude. Um, but, uh, you know, it takes, it takes a, a, a different mixture of things to create a superstar in this sport. Now, he, he has superstar talent, that's for sure, but it takes a lot that you put in the crock pot to get everything built up and, and uh, have to perfection moving forward. But uh, I expect David Haney to go out there and put on a showcase performance. And when we talk about showcase performances, <clears throat> you talk about guys that don't belong in there and that should be picking up a paycheck and the way that their fight uh, outcome is determined should look like they were just there for a paycheck. So um, I, I'm looking really forward to this fight just to see how, how good David Henney looks. And, I, I mean, I like the kid a lot. I like what he uh, – <clears throat> I like his style. Even though, you know, he talks a little – some extra shit sometimes. But it's okay. I don't have a problem with that. I, I like a confident fighter as much as the next guy. And um, I, I'll, I'll definitely be uh, checking this one out when it comes out. Um, you know, when it comes to opponents that you have really no recollection from when it comes to their last fight or fights before that or, you know, just speaking of the what have you done for me lately business, it's hard to comment on. So um, I'm not going to call Buddy a complete bum and a joke that should be knocked out in the second round or anything like that because you never know. Everybody has a puncher's chance, and we've seen uh, upsets happen. But um, at the same time, when you're dealing with a talent like Devin Haney, you're really pissing in the wind and, uh, you know, walking backwards up a very steep hill. So um, I expect to see nothing less than a 
showcase performance, and showcase performances are defined similar to uh, Anthony Joshua against uh, Eric Molina type of a performance, things like that, uh, even though AJ took a little while to get him out of there. But definitely want to see something uh, similar to the uh, Danny Garcia, Rod Salka performance, dare I say. That's what I want to see from Damon Haney. He's got the talent, and I want to see it. So um, that's what we should be looking forward to coming on Friday. Well, yeah, if he gets in there and he knocks out this guy, uh, it doesn't matter if he's from uh, South Africa, and he's, uh, but he's 25-0. and 0. He's, what did I say, 28 years old. So this is a grown man. Peanut goes in here and knocks out this grown man who looks like he's been giving, you know, other grown men work. That's a pretty, pretty good deal. I think this guy is WBO, WBF World Lightweight title. So I don't know what the WBF uh, is. Well, it's a, it's a, it's World a minor title, but still, Willa, yeah. we, know how, we know how some of those uh, African fighters are. Uh, you know, we've yeah. seen yeah. sometimes you never know. how that goes. <laughs> you never yeah, know. You, you never know. Exactly. So we, we've got to see. So this might be a good fight. I'll, be, I'll definitely be checking this one out. Uh, to make sure that Haney is uh, progressing as a fighter, and I don't. Hopefully, this is a good fight, and we get you know he's get he's tested. So we'll see how that goes, man. But you know, those are the only only fights going down this weekend worth talking about. So let's go ahead and get into a little news that's been going around uh, over the last week, week and a half that we've been out. Uh, first things first. Uh, Got a big fight going down next weekend, Broner versus uh, Pacquiao. Pacquiao versus Broner, I think, is how how, it's, how it goes. Um, I think the prices yeah. have come out. The prices have come out, and these guys are charging the 75-piece. RC, mm-hmm. you know, we, we don't need to talk about – we're not going to talk about the fight. We're going to leave that for, for us for the next week. Is this fight – Worth $75, pay-per-view. Will you be buying this one personally? You damn straight. You damn straight. I will be purchasing it, and it is worth every penny. And I know I'm in the minority of that opinion, but you have a lot of stupid people out there. And let me explain. A lot of boxing fans out there, I'm not going to say they might be this color or they might come from that background or they might be from that area. But a lot of them to say, I don't know how Bronner gets all these opportunities. He's had so much trouble as far as legal allegations. He's got three L's and they want to charge pay-per-view for this. Showtime's a joke. Bitch. Bronner gets numbers. Pacquiao has been getting numbers for a very long time. And Pacquiao fans are some of the most delusional fans in boxing, quote-unquote, from Seattle Sun. I won't take credit for that, but it's true. Um, and you, and are, you are a Pacquiao fan, right? I definitely like Manny Pacquiao. I'm a Manny Pacquiao okay. fan, and I'm an Adrian Bronner fan. Uh, but I don't, I, don't, I don't buy into the, when, you know, what, 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 what Seattle Sun talks about with being delusional Manny Pacquiao fans, the delusional Manny Pacquiao fans are the guys who are saying, oh, the only reason he lost to Floyd is because he had to have uh, arthroscopic surgery on his shoulder. That's why he lost. Come on, Floyd, let's run it back. I'm not one of those guys. I'm a realist, and I'll tell it how it is regardless. 
and I won't sugarcoat anything. Uh, L's the L, and the W is the W. Uh, but Pacquiao has the cachet, especially coming off of the knockout against Lucas Matisse in the fashion that he did, getting three knockdowns, the third one being the final. Uh, in a fight that a lot of people thought that Lucas Matisse had a chance to probably stop Pacquiao and give him the old yellow treatment, as I like to call it, taking him out back in the shed and putting that bullet there. Didn't happen that way. Woke up the fan base, got people roaring and, and saying, oh, maybe Pacquiao was hurt, and now he's 100%. I'm not like that. Looked like a briefcase match, if you ask me. But Adrian Broner's been averaging about 800-plus views, and we're talking about eyes on Showtime peaks and lows on average. So the highs could be anywhere up from 900. The lows could be somewhere from 600. But averaging peaks come into the eights. And that's against guys like uh, that's against guys like Adrian Granados. Um, that's against guys that nobody's really heard about. Um, you know, uh, Alec Verdia for one, uh, and things like that. Broner has what you need in boxing as far as a cachet standpoint. Uh, 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 I wouldn't say young because he's not, he's not young, but he's not old. He's uh, in about that middle stage of his career right now. African-American, flashy, flamboyant, uh, legal allegations, a lot of kids, one baby, or not one baby mama, plenty baby mama, all that good stuff that people love to hate. And race is not an issue until it becomes an issue. With Adrian Broner, he gets a lot of backlash, and sometimes deservedly so. But you want to see him get hit. People love him. People hate him. There's no in-between. When Manny Pacquiao is at the podium, he looks like a president speaking. When Broner's at the podium, he'll take the mic off the stand and start talking like it's a goddamn comedy show. I mean, for people to complain about, ugh, Showtime's charging pay-per-view, shut the fuck up. Get your money up, man. People that are over here bitching about a $75 pay-per-view charge from Showtime pay-per-view with this fight, you must be crazy. I mean, most people are spending $20 on average one night to get them and their fat-ass girlfriends some food. Now, that might happen another night. Now you're talking about spending 40-something plus, and that might happen another night. Now you're talking about 60-plus on one week. And we ain't got no pay-per-view fight coming up until after that, what? Cinco de Mayo with Canelo Alvarez, who's on the zone, so you don't even have to pay for pay-per-view coming in. So, I mean, what's the, what's the problem? What's the issue with pay-per-view? People talking about pay-per-view's dead, but no. Nah. It, it, it's special occasion, and Manny Pacquiao coming off his victory that he last had. It's deserved so. Adrian Broner coming off his fight that everybody said Jesse Vargas was going to whoop his ass, and he put mitts on him. Like Broner said at the end of the fight, he need, he need peroxide and alcohol. He, he beat his ass like he got suspended from school, beat his ass like he, got, like he, he stole something, all that good stuff. Adrian Broner's a showman, and deservedly so because a lot of people forget that there's a showman aspect to the fight. Now, Broner has a special attraction to him as far as ring walks go. He might have the summer jam coming out, might have the hottest track of the year, as he had with uh, Young Thug and Lifestyle and so many others, Fresh Montana, all that good stuff. It's an attraction. Boxing's not just 
All right. Back from commercial break. Here they are. Fight. It's an attraction. There's a buildup. It's why everybody was so hyped to see something happen. I don't have a problem with it. I don't have a problem with the $35 that I spent. I, um, we all got bills. We all got bills, and I understand that. You know, but at the end of the day, this is a pay-per-view attraction between Manny Pacquiao and Adrian Broner. Um, people who hate Adrian Broner, which it seems like the ratio uh, will be the majority consensus that Adrian Broner is going to get his ass whooped. Hey, if you hate Adrian Broner, and you think he's going to get his ass whipped, and you want to see that, put some of that McDonald's money to good use and have your girl take some cooking classes. Um, and if you're an Adrian Broner fan, look, man, the only time I'll take an old-ass man to beat a guy which is somewhere in his prime, 28, 29 years old, I believe Adrian Broner is, the only time I'll pick an old-ass man to beat somebody at that age is Floyd Mayweather, anybody that young. Um, kind of why, after all the years of OTG, everything I said about Luis Ortiz, it's hard for me to pick an old man against a guy who's 28, 29, around that range. You know, those old guys, they could give it, no matter how great you used to be or how good you are at this point in time particularly speaking, you could give it. But old guys can't take it as much, man, especially in the hurt business. You can't take it no more. You see Vince Carter today. He took an elbow from a white boy and was bitching and complaining for about a good 15, 20 seconds. Old grumpy man. They can't take it no more, man. It becomes too much for a point in time, and especially in this game. Now, look, I'm not saying for anybody to go out there the house on Adrian Broner. Because the smart pick would say, put your money on Manny Pacquiao by decision. The stupid people that are saying Pacquiao is going to knock him out within seven rounds, get the fuck out of here. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. For me, I'm not going to be in Vegas, but I'm going to have people that are in Vegas, and I will definitely put uh, a significant coin on one Adrian Broner by hook or by crook because we know in boxing, the more politically correct fighter moving for longevity in the future will get that nod. Now, people are talking hey, about Hey RC, RC, let's not break yeah, down the fight. Yeah, we're gonna do we're gonna do that next week. Oh, okay, okay. yeah, save right. all the good. Right. You, yeah, yeah, save all the good yeah, stuff for the week. Oh, yeah, I, I was saying was that it was right. worth the seventy five, and, and and I agree with you that it yep. definitely this is an occasion, and I'm I'm down. Yep. To spend the, yeah. the seventy five, seventy five dollars with uh, you know, to see yeah. a a guy that's in his, a guy that should be in his prime, a guy that talks yep. a big game, a guy that's going to bring a lot of entertainment. But also, yep. we get to see Manny Pacquiao, a Hall of Famer who just came off of giving somebody that work, man. So seventy five dollars, you know, although it does seem sort of steep, it's a one time deal, and I think this one is. This fight is definitely worth paying that $75, man. So uh, we got my man JP in the house. I know JP's making that big bank out there in Inglewood, up to no good. I think that's what they say. Uh, JP, man, you're going to be spending that $75 to uh, catch uh, that Broner Pacquiao, or you going to go to the bar and see it? Uh, 
I'm to the bar, man. Hey, how's my audio, dude? I'm on the uh, headset. It's okay? Yeah, yeah, it's a little muffled, but it's all good. Yeah, I can hear it's you. It's a little cloudy, but it's all right. For sure, for sure. RC, how you doing, boy? I tell you, RC got a, a brass pair of lungs on him, boy. You got some of the best lungs in the goddamn business. But uh, <laughs> how you doing, man? Thank you, thank you. I'm doing good, man. I I, I just had a couple of drinks. I was uh, celebrating my mother's birthday <laughs> right now, so you know I'm good to go. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, wish her a happy birthday for me and Willa too, dude. Um, Thank you, brother. I appreciate. It. I appreciate. It. Thank you. Absolutely. Um, no, I'm not paying for it. Not gonna pay for that. Um, I feel like this is a total just money grab on the behalf of Showtime because this fight has no meaning. You know, it's just two fucking names. Just literally two names. And neither of them are, I don't, are champions. So even when it was like, most times when you just get two names, you need somebody. Pacquiao is the regular champion. What the hell does that even mean? I don't know. But they say that every time he's the regular champion. He's one one of the four. (laughs) Well, man, look, it feels like a total money grab to me. The fight has no meaning, and that means when whatever guy wins, it's not like a direct opponent for either. This doesn't propel either of them to, like, a championship-level fight. I don't believe Pacquiao is going to be fighting competitively. He hasn't fought competitively since Mayweather. Uh, well, maybe Jeff Horn. I think Jeff Horn was also a money grab. JP, real quick, I don't mean to interrupt you, but just since you brought that part out, Pacquiao said, uh, after this fight, he wants the winner of Spence and, and Mikey. So, uh, you know. I cannot imagine that shit, dude. I really, I, I don't feel like Pacquiao's a fighter anymore. Do, do you guys think Pacquiao's a fighter still? I do. Uh, I mean, you know. Yeah. I think he's a boxer. <laughs> I mean, I know I he can beat I... dudes up. He can beat up the Jesse Vargas's of the world, but when we're talking about the guys at the top of the welterweight division, come on, man. Keith Thurman, Errol, um, you know, those dudes sitting up there, I don't believe Pacquiao can fight at that level anymore. But that's besides the point, man. I feel like it's a total money grab on the behalf of Showtime because some things I've previously mentioned. But we will see just how um, – how how important or not how important, but this is to me is going to be all on the shoulders of Manny Pacquiao as far as the pay per view sales. I don't believe Adrian Broner has any cachet as far as pay per view goes, and I also don't believe people hate him enough because he's lost. You know that that lust, that hateful lust. You got to keep winning with that shit. Once you've lost, but we've seen people putting a gang of hands on your bitch ass and you laying up against the ropes and doing all that blocking. Oh, we cool now. All them haters that would pay for you to lose, they've been satisfied. So I don't believe that um, Broner brings anything to it as far as that price, the pricing on this thing. I don't think Adrian Broner can help that. Now we'll see what Manny Pacquiao can do. And if this motherfucker get to like 500 or, you know, something above 500, I I think a, a good threshold may be like, what, 350? In today's market, three fifty. Yeah, if this thing yeah, around goes, there. Yeah. No, I doubt they do that. But I think CJP, I think you've got that. You've got that old man mentality, man. And you know, me and you being mm-hmm. of a oh. similar age, 
what we, what we a lot of guys my age they don't understand the importance of Instagram, the importance of foolery, the importance of uh web uh web buffoonery that gets you people that that are into you that like you that follow you. You know this now, is the day and age of the internet. So Broner's now, all these all his Go ahead. I'm not sorry, Willa, but do those bonehead ass followers of boners are they gonna pay seventy five dollars? We gonna see. That's the question. Yeah, so so we're gonna see how many how many did uh Fury and uh, what you call it did they did like two hundred? You know, I don't think these guys are doing three fifty. You know, I think we're being a little unfair if we think they're gonna do three fifty. I think if they do Ooh. if they do a, a hundred. Fifty. That's probably what I'm thinking about. A hundred and fifty, really. And that's more than you know. That's more than a lot of guys' first pay per view. So you know, let's not just say it's on Broner or not. We're gonna have to see. We can't just say that if they don't do good numbers. It's. I mean, if they do good numbers, we're just gonna have to see how it goes. Now, with that being said, I don't think Pacquiao. Pacquiao did say something about about uh, Spence and Garcia, but. We also got another meetup between him and Floyd the other day at the Clippers game. And if you remember back to the first fight, nobody wasn't going down, nothing happened, blah, blah, blah. Then they had the meetup face-to-face at the what? The Heat game, right? So Mm -hmm. I think both of these guys, both of these guys are fighting for the big grand prize. And that's Floyd Mayweather. Oh God! But that's bullshit. It means nothing. It doesn't mean it, right? It doesn't mean anything, but it means a lot of money in their pocket. That don't do nothing for us, you know. I'm if either of these guys was going to pull them off, Broner Mayweather. Now that I probably have to get just for the yeah for the theatrics of it all, man. But it's a meaningless fight. And, and to me, if Broner goes and does this series of Pacquiao Mayweather, he's basically retiring competitive boxing. You know, because he's not fighting the guys that are actually fighting for the real belt. And uh, he's, he's on the theater side of it. Mayweather and Pacquiao rightfully can be doing this. They in their, um, you know, this is the retirement tour. When you've been a fucking great, you get to do this in the end. But Broner, he's supposed to be in the midst of his career fighting, you know, Competitive dudes, and he's not. So, but it's money for him. So I ain't had yeah. him. I ain't they're had prize him. fighters, yeah. like Mayweather said. They're prize fighters. Should they be fighting for the prize? Yeah. Don't you yeah, Bronner, say that. Uh, Bronner, I mean, Canelo said he wanted Mayweather. <clears throat> yeah, Bronner's not. Bronner's not worried about fighting for titles in any particular weight class. He's I mean, he's talking about catch weights and all that. He's all about getting a bag. So. You know, you can take Broner out of competing with top guys at 147 and 140. He's just trying to get some money. Yeah, he's just romanticizing shit. I'm just romanticizing the shit. But, see, for me, for my personal standards, I don't pay for, you know, events unless you're a great because this is an event. And Manny Pacquiao is a great. But Adrian Broner doesn't make me pay for exhibitions. He's just not even close to that level, nowhere near it. So 
I I don't know. Like, I'm not going to pay that money. I'll never really pay. You know, I'll be begrudgingly paying if it were him and Mayweather because, you know, I love Mayweather. But aside from that, anybody else trying to get a $75 grab with Adrian Broner involved, I want no parts of. Mm. So could we say that the black man that you don't want to pay the black man seventy five, you know, oh. that's the thing where I seen this thing. <laughs> I seen this thing the other day where it's like, hey, a Chinese guy has gives has sells the thing for three fifty. The black guy's like, Oh man, three fifty, appreciate that. The 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 Indian guy sells it for three fifty. They're like, Oh man, oh that's it, three fifty, man, hell yeah. The uh the white guy sells it for three fifty. They're like, oh three fifty, nigga. Hey, give me two of those three fifty. Then the black guy says three fifty. They're like three fifty. God damn, you taxed me. Are you doing that, JP? <laughs> uh, you doing that, JP? No, man, no. You don't want to see. You no, don't want to see brother shine out here. Man, I, I spent a lot of Mayweather money on Mayweather pay-per-views, G. I spent that money, Jack. Uh, every day, I mean, every day. Well, I even paid for Robert Guerrero, Victor Ortiz, all that. But um, this nigga, I brother, man, you know this. Time, man. Yeah, I know. But you know this motherfucker been a letdown. You know he has. Now, we all know the great Bomani Jones, one of my favorite journalists going right now, his adage he always says about people like Adrian Broner is, we all waiting for the day where he just brings it all together, where it all comes together. And we all still waiting for the, that roller that we still, I think we still all think it's, it's a little bit in there. Still, we just holding out for that fight where that motherfucker just do all the shit we hoped and maybe have some last remnant of a thought he can do. But we all know at this point he's going to do the same shit. And Pacquiao going to beat the dog shit out of him. Hey man, hey. I don't know all about that, but I do. You you are you are correct. We all think everybody because he is a black man. Most black people are probably thinking to themselves, ah, he's got it in him. Just that one, can he just break it open? We all want him to do, but but he never gets it done. But we'll see, man. There's he's on, he's 28, you know. And and all it takes is all it all it takes is that certain that certain little thing in his drink, that certain, you know, something in his meat, just a little bit, that's all it takes to go to that next level, man. So, hey, and I'm not mad at Rona he's trying to fight the big dogs. You know, if you're 28 years old, you came up, you wanted to fight Pacquiao and, and Mayweather. That's probably a dream that he had. You can't, so if he's able to do that, we can't be mad at that. He's fulfilled his dream. He's probably, He's done something that most people, you know, just dreamed of. And he did it. He got to fight Mayweather and Pacquiao, and then he might be able to beat them because they both old and bummy. So if that can happen somehow, which it probably won't, well, you know, I, I'm not mad at Adrian Broner for that. And I think he had a successful career if he does that. But look, Willow, remember when he told us after, I think it was a loss, I forget who to, or who was that to that night? Uh, I forget who it was to. He told us, he said, very distastefully, I might add, the motherfucker said, y'all still going to watch me. Y'all still going to do it. And look at us. Motherfuckers are still <laughs> trying to watch this clown. That was, yeah, that was, after the, that was after the Mikey Garcia fight. He was real salty. Yeah, he was yeah. salty, though. Yeah. That's what we like. 
and he was right. I was like, God damn, that nigga right. I'm going to watch this next one, though, and I'm going to pay 75 But we all know I ain't paying 75 when I got the when I got the VIP, though, so, you know, let's. Yeah, I got, but I, I got, I got, I got legal, I got, I got legal cable too. So mine's twenty five, but I would pay seventy five. Yeah, I so definitely would. Twenty five on regular cable. No, I, I, I mean, legal. You know. Well, yeah, well, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It ain't twenty five on nothing unless you got it from bootleg gym. But um, speaking of. You know, speaking of foolery going down, um, the ultimate UK brother, Anthony Joshua, seems to be in talks, seems to be in talks with your guy, one of the weakest heavyweights of all time, Big Baby Miller. You know, are you hyped? I know Miller is your guy. You you know you've been you've been talking about him for the last couple of years. You know you like the way he talks. Uh, no homo, uh, and you, you know, but he's out there. He's a he's a three hundred pound poly Malinaji out here. Are you? What the hell is Joshua doing? Um, he I guess is this a better fight than Dillian White? Has Miller done more than White has? To earn this fight, I guess if he ain't gonna, if he ain't, if he's not gonna fight, uh, if he doesn't fight, whatever I was gonna say, doesn't fight Miller, um, Joshua, he's not fighting Wilder, he's not fighting Fury, uh, you know, he's sort of acting like he he wanted to after we know they're gonna try to fight each other again, so he's in talk with Big Baby Miller, you know, as I'm talking through it, it's not as bad. As it sounds, you know, Joshua does have to fight somebody. Uh, Big Baby Miller is undefeated, even though I think he's trash. He might have earned some kind of spot. I've seen Eddie Hearn been uh, feeding him along for the last couple of years, telling him he was going to get the fight. You know, Dillian White, he's earned a shot at it too, but he's also, he's had his shot. So, you know, as I'm talking through it, it's not that bad, R.C., but it's definitely not the fight that we want to see. Uh, yeah, I don't know what the fuck AJ wants to do right now. Because, like I said before, he's looking like Squidward hating on SpongeBob and Patrick having a good time in Bikini Bottom. And SpongeBob and Patrick is Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder. Uh, so I don't know what he's got going on right now. He's got to figure something out because, obviously – his little tactic of trying to pressure a, uh, Wilder into a fight with him all of a sudden isn't working. Talking about if Wilder doesn't take this fight with him right now, he's going to miss the boat. Well, we as boxing fans don't give a fuck because he didn't give a fuck when the time was, you know, appropriate enough for him. So if he's going to take a fight with Jarrell Miller, I mean, I guess uh, do it here in the U.S. and make a um, – a statement here in the United States to get some awareness from Americans, I guess. But that's the only thing I can see from it. Uh, that's the only thing I can really see from it. So um, if it happens, sure, I'll be interested. You know, Jarrell Miller's last fight, he uh, didn't look like Pauli Malignaggi. He actually had some thud to him, so maybe that would carry over, hopefully. 
Uh, I'm not big on Jarrell Miller. Uh, I, I brought him into I, – I, I, I talked about him before because of the charisma that he has and how outspoken he was. But once he tried to take some low blows at Deontay Wilder talking about, you know, fucking with his girl and shit like that, eh, you know, you, you lose points with me like that. I don't care if he's trying to uh, uh, promote a fight or anything like that. When there's no promotion uh, that's being asked for, and for you to come out with some shit like that, that's when, you know, I say, it lose my number. So, uh, if it happens, I guess whatever. But Joshua's got to figure something out to do because right now the number one and the number two heavyweight in the world, uh, say it however you want, Wilder, Fury, Fury, Wilder. And uh, Joshua's left in the park by himself to play with the rest of the kids that didn't get picked up on the basketball team. So, hey. He's got to figure something out because right now, the two best heavyweights in the world, it's what we just seen last December. Yeah, definitely. Um, he played himself, so you know we could be. I'm, yep. I'm mad that he played himself, but I'm I, I can't be mad at this fight if this is what he does because he's not going to fight those two guys. Um, also, yep. uh, on a side note. Um, we are finally we finally agree on something. You put fire on a Rihanna on the IG, and now we yeah we finally agree on something. You usually like them hey. pancakes in in the back. You usually like them pancakes in in the back, but uh, that's neither here nor there. But uh, okay, and let's talk about the Asia Apple. What we got more foolery. <laughs> uh, we'll definitely be be talking about what you uh, you text me. But before we get to that, we've got we got we've got more foolery. And uh, and I'm not going to even say foolery on this. You know, one of the big names back in the day, you know, we were talking about Adrian Broner. Um, we are talking about the reason why JP doesn't really think people hate him anymore is because he already got his ass whooped. And uh, the guy that whooped his ass the original time, um, the guy that some people say, beat Mayweather once upon a time. Ah. The guy that blew the guy that blew up to look like two hundred and fifty pounds and had a stack of cash and was chilling out there in the motherland has announced <laughs> that he's coming back. And I'm talking Marcos Chino Madonna. R C did you see the announcement that Madonna's coming back. He looks like a tank, <laughs> and you, you know, you know that mean that can only mean one thing: the money is yeah. Ran. We know it's ready, and <laughs> and might mean bad news to some up and coming fight fighter. I can see him maybe see, see him maybe win, maybe win, maybe win, and getting uh you know and getting the shot at somebody for a couple of mil, and that's all he needs. You know, he just needs about yeah. one or two more mil to go back, go back home, flourish to live like a king for another. What he was probably out for about a good. Let me see. Let me see how long he was out. Um, I say, I say about. He three was years out for a while. Oh, that's it. You think? Yeah, that's probably right. It wasn't Maybe that long. Let's see, Marcos Madonna. Let's look at that real quick. Uh, box rent. Don't take that long. Yeah, it looked like. Uh, his last fight was 14. So, you know, he, yeah, about four years. Four years. Uh, okay. His last, yeah, his last fight was a big play day against uh, Floyd for that second fight. 
So, yeah, he just needs a couple more million. He can come back and get out there. Uh, he's uh, 35 and 5, 31 KOs. You know, he's – let's see how old this fool is. Let's see how old. They don't got his age for some reason. Born in 83, so he's 35 years old. Yeah, so he's 35. Eh, I don't know. I don't know if you come back after four years at 35 and are any good, but I guess if anybody can do it, it's uh, Chino. What do you think, uh, RC? Uh, I think you're crazy if you think he's going to come back and get a million. Um it definitely not no, going to get that. He's not. He's, yeah, if he could get maybe four fights, maybe five fights, he might reach a million. He's not that big of an attraction. Uh, maybe if he was only gone for one year and still had the cash aid that he had when he left, he could definitely get that one million pretty easily. But right now, the guy formerly known as Marcos Maidana, officially been known for the last few years as Narcos Maidana, I don't think that we're going to see him come back and get in any meaningful fight and get him some big change. Like you said, we all know what time it is. I had a lot of people hit me up talking about, oh, Marcos Maidana's back. You think Adrian Brown will want to get that smoke again? I said, bro, he's only back because the money ran out. Now, I don't know what the dollar is equivalent in uh, Argentina is compared to the American dollar, but I'd imagine that the American dollar is worth a lot more. Uh, that he takes back and kind of doubles, maybe triples, dare I say quadruples his profit from what he makes over here, and take, uh, which is probably why it lasted him so long. But um, I'm never hating on nobody trying to uh, get their money right and uh, stack up the chips. So um, I'm not mad at it. I, I, I actually hope to see him get back in shape, but it would be real interesting to see what kind of weight class he can come back into because, I mean, the guy's been so big for so long. Uh, I'd imagine that he'd probably be coming that back as a middleweight at best. Um, because, I mean, I know he was talking about Canelo and shit like that. So, you know, maybe he's looking at middleweight. But uh, I slapped the shit out, Marcos Maidana, and anybody who thinks that he's going to come <laughs> back to any sort, of, any sort of relevancy and thinks that he's just going to come back and be El Chino that was putting mitts on, on, on Adrian Broner and, and caught Floyd for maybe two rounds, three rounds in the fight that he had, it's not going to happen. So um, the buffoonery, I wouldn't say, uh, foolery, wouldn't say, but as much as a, a good joke on uh, amateur hour, for sure. Because Marcus Maidana, I could definitely see him coming back and maybe having a, a, a fight with Brandon Rios or uh, maybe coming and having a fight with Daniel Gill at 160, um, things like that. I could definitely see it. Shit, maybe he might even get in the ring and fight somebody. Uh, uh Maybe a fight with Kovalev afterwards. Who knows? I don't know how, how this guy could, could come back. Once you've been that big for that long, when you're used to fighting at 147, there's no way he's making 147, bro. It's just not going to happen. And if he does, his gas tank's only going to last him about three or four rounds. I mean, he's been over 200-plus for the last four years. And, I mean, I know people were saying his last fight was in 2014, and if you do the math, we're in 2019, but he's – not at five years exactly. It's four years and some change. That's a long time, man. So, um, hey, I'd like to see Chino come back and do something. And um, I'd be a fucking maze, like completely shocked, bamboozled, flabbergasted, all that, if he came back and fought at 147. But if he did come back and fought at 147 against anybody with a pulse in him, he's going to get his ass whipped. 
So, um, hey, maybe that's the next big money grab for Adrian Broner, a rematch with Chino, and uh, <laughs> get him out of catch weight at 143, make him kill himself to get some money, and then get that get back. So, um, I don't know. I don't know how it's going to go down. I've seen it. I didn't believe it, but if he's really about it, let's see what he can do. But uh, if, if, he's, if he's talking about coming back at 147, if I'm anybody at 147 who's trying to make some money, get that fight right there. Definitely. Hey, I think we're on the same – we're pretty much on the same page, but we'll see. Like I said, uh, yeah, money's, money's low. It'll take him up. It'll take him a couple of fights. If he can get a, get a couple of knockouts, if he can get like two or three knockouts, I think he'll have a big fight where he can get him get himself uh, a good a good payday and probably like he said quadruple, even more. You never really know. It could be nine, ten times more out there. You never really know. So, and he can lay yeah. low for another another four years and come back again. So we'll see what's up with that. But um, I guess we've got a lot of MMA foolery going on this weekend. Uh, guys talking nonsense. Uh, first one, uh, your boy McGregor. You know he got signed by uh, Tekasa, uh Tension, whatever his name is. They got that work from Floyd. You know he tweeted Nasukawa. out that he wanted he wanted to fight uh, Nasikawa, um, and that he was the champ champ. You know he tweeted him this, and Nasikawa uh, re- uh, replied. You know, politely, you know, thank you for remembering me, Connor. Um, you know, uh, big fan of yours. But yeah, we can definitely fight. It's going to be at whatever weight he's at. He's like, it's going to be at this weight, uh, kickboxing, blah, blah, blah. Uh, hope to see you soon. Shun them. I don't know if that guy will whoop. Yeah, I don't know if that guy will whoop Connor McGregor's ass. Conor McGregor's probably still way bigger than him in kickboxing. But, you know, Conor McGregor put Champ Champ out there. He spoke up, and he got sunned by a guy who got beat up in one round by a 41-year-old, 42-year-old man, man. Did you see that happening? I know McGregor's your dude. Uh, you fuck with him heavy. You ride with him. Uh that feel to see your guy get sunned like that? Uh, McGregor's not my guy. Will likes to do this. For all the listeners who rock back with us talking about guys like Ryan Garcia is my guy and stuff like that. He does it on purpose. Now, I like Conor McGregor as far as where he came from and everything that he made of himself. Definitely. Uh, But I will say this. I know some people out there who listen to us are MMA fans. And if anybody want to put some money on it when it comes to Tenshin Nasukawa in a kickboxing match with Conor McGregor at 125 pounds, Put your fucking money up because Connor will get his ass whooped if he try to go that low of weight against a guy who is that good at that weight. A lot of people forget that Connor McGregor has been naturally a 170 pound, 175 pounds, and uh, he could cut to that 165, 160, maybe 155. He was normal before all the, the money started coming in, he was killing himself to make 140, looking like a skeleton. And if he dared to go down to 125 and fight Tenshin Nasukawa, he'll get his ass whooped. He's a lot bigger than Nasukawa, but it just won't happen. Like, Willa, what do you, what do you, what do you at right now, Willa, about maybe 240, something like that? 
<laughs> two forty. Nah, hell. Where nah, you at right now? Much. I'm at about like two thirteen, dog. I say about two thirteen. That's about it. Two fifteen. Okay. That's about it. Okay, all right. Two thir- okay, two thirteen. Now let's say that uh, you know someone wanted to fight you and they said, "Hey, meet me at one forty. How do you think you'd be holding up trying to cut that much weight? <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh yeah, like, I, would, I look like uh. Like Fifty Cent did when he would play that guy with uh with cancer or AIDS or whatever. <laughs> uh, 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 all things fall apart in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. That's how it is, man. Like, I mean, no matter how much, like, how, Conor McGregor would beat the shit out of him if he was fighting at his natural weight and tension was at his natural weight, hands down, he'd beat the shit out of him. But to cut that much weight when Conor McGregor's already a skeleton at one fifty, to cut down an extra twenty five pounds. That's too much, bro. He'll get his ass whooped if he's able to make the fucking weight, I mean, without checking into a hospital. So, I mean, you know, Connor pretty much got his stick from copying everything that Floyd Mayweather does, getting away with it with white privilege. So, I mean, I'm not surprised by it at all, um, you know, because he don't want to get in there with anybody uh, with any relevance in the UFC because we've seen with Khabib Nagodomedov what he did with him ragged on his ass, you know, Connor's done. He's done for, and he, you know, trying to look for a way to uh, have any relevance without any high risk. And, you know, unfortunately, he want to pick on a little Asian guy. And, uh, you know, a lot of people are making fun attention for, you know, the beat down that he took from Floyd. But, I mean, did we expect anything else from that? You know, Floyd was a lot bigger than him. I think he went into the ring against Floyd at like 128 pounds, still five foot four. You know what I mean? Uh, but when you take the when you take the rules out of the equation and you see some of the things that this kid could do with his legs, he's got a lot of fucking talent. And I don't think Conor McGregor wants any smoke from that little guy if he was to see him at his weight class in his setting of the kickboxing world. Conor McGregor needs to go somewhere with this, man. Nobody got time for that bullshit. You done copied Floyd your whole career, and now you're just, all he needs is a TMT shirt and hat. He can miss me with this shit, brother. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he got sunned, and it was it was an excellent way. He did them very excellently and politely, man. Um, yeah. <laughs> also, also, in, uh, UFC foolery. You brought up, you texted me about John Jones saying that. You know, I saw the I saw the article or I saw the tweet or some the other day. I don't know what it was that you know he he might be tired with UFC and he thinks he wants to fight and he wants to fight heavyweight and he called out like he was he said he wants he could beat up Joshua and uh, uh, Wilder. Um, I like John Jones. Uh, I like him because he goes over there to UFC and he beats these unsuperior athletes up and, you know, he makes everybody look like fools. He runs back for cocaine and weed and money after ranks. He does just stupid stuff that, you know, I enjoy and I like, I, I like what he's doing in there. But he doesn't want to come over here and box. We've seen what happened to that guy. And that was against the old guy. He wants to fight guys in his prime. Um, I don't want him to do that. 
I know this. I know the guys in the UFC are gonna want him. You know the UFC fans, they're gonna want him to do that so they can see him get knocked out, so they can have something to hold over him. Uh, yeah, that's just dumb. Another MMA guy, MMA uh thinking that that he's his hands are superior. They're not. I hope Jones is just joking. Uh, he just needs to whoop. What's up with this? Man, I wish I could have got the sound effect on in perfect timing for this. I was looking to get, but when I seen this one, I was I was I was laughing out loud, bro. I mean, I I almost pulled out the Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> like, bro, stop this. <laughs> Give me that Kawhi Leonard laugh, bro, because it's like, man, just get out of here, man. I mean, I understand why he would want to do that, because he's trying to go the Conor McGregor route and get some money in boxing, because if you look at his last fight he just had, uh, who the fuck was it against? Uh, oh, I think it was a rematch against a guy named uh, uh, Gustafsson. And he stopped yeah, the guy from, in that uh, fight. Yeah, from Sweden, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he stopped Gustafsson in his last fight. And he looked good doing it. But, um, you know, his last fight he made uh, because your boy Oscar De La Hoya tweeted with his little beef with Dana White saying, really? Your pay-per-view star in UFC, who's your number one guy right now, only got 500000 for his purse in a main event fight when you're the number one guy of the company who sold for $2.5 billion? 500000 is what Dana White paid him. Headlining, being his number one attraction. 500000 So I'm pretty sure, you know, paying his personal trainers, his fight trainer, all that good stuff, including taxes and possibly a fine that he took for failing a drug test, which got the fight switched to California. Pretty sure John Jones walked away with about maybe $200,000 headlining a company that sold for $2.5 billion. 200000 roughly around there. That's not a lot of money, man. We we see guys in boxing who are nobodies getting getting purses like that, and I mean nobodies who are in the third fight on or on the on the uh, the pre-fight card. So now I'm not checking anybody's pockets. I'm just roughly estimating the money that these guys are making um, when you when when you get that kind of a kind of dough. Being the number one guy, I'm pretty sure he had to scratch his head for a second, like. Man, Connor made a hundred million fighting Floyd in boxing. Maybe I could go some rounds with Joshua or Wilder. Need something close to that, and then I could do all the cocaine in the world that I want <laughs> without having to worry about going straight edge and and getting these peanuts from Dana White. So um, that's the only reason I do buy into it and think that it is real because as much money as it was, that's that's garbage for him to get five hundred thousand dollars. Not like it's chump chains, because for a guy like me, that's a lot of money. I'll be Scrooge McDuck swimming in coins. But for a number one fighter in a company that's worth that much money, that's a joke. Uh, but, I mean, I'd love to see it. <laughs> don't get me wrong. I know there's boxing fans out there who will be bitching about it, like, oh, no, we don't want to see an exhibition. I have no problem with exhibitions. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Jones has some skills in what he does. But I can see AJ and Wilder knocking him the fuck out and not going the same route that Mayweather did. We ain't talking about uh, John Jones in a fight with Shannon Briggs 
like being the equivalent, how Conor McGregor was the prime guy in UFC fighting the old guy in boxing. I mean, John Jones ain't fighting Vitaly Klitschko or something like that. A guy old and past his prime. Some of the guys who are both in their prime right now. That's like if Conor McGregor got in the ring with Canelo Alvarez or Earl Spence or something like that. No way, no how it would have went 11 rounds if he's getting in there with some lions in the prime. And that's what John Jones is talking about. Kawhi Leonard laughed to it all. I don't think it'll happen, but if it does, I'm all for seeing another UFC guy get big pie humbled on pay-per-view. Yeah. It'll be an ass whooping, man. Um, but yeah, you go out there, you can make <laughs> you can make sixty. If he pop up and make sixty million, he yeah, yeah, he ain't gonna make that in, in, in the UFC. So hell not. And I, I agree with def- your boy. Def- well, def- I agree with your boy. I agree with your boy, Oscar De La Hoya. That's a joke. Like Oscar's right on point with that one. Yeah, definitely that happened. Let's take it, uh, JP, man, uh, JP. We were uh, talking about the uh, the UFC foolery that's been going on. John Jones getting uh getting uh, talking about that he can he wants to fight Wilder or AJ and go to boxing. We talked about McGregor getting sunned by the the Asian guy that Floyd just whooped, and we also talked about Maidana coming back. Man, you want to touch on those, any of those things? Uh, sure, man. Uh, Maidana coming back. Look, the guy looked like he put on maybe upwards to 60 pounds. So it's going to be a long road back. Do I think it could possibly be something still left in the tank? Why not? Yeah, I think Madonna would be an interesting guy to have back in the mix. John Jones fighting, look, to me it's a little different than um, Conor McGregor coming over. Because Conor McGregor in his own sport is really not all that good. But John Jones, John Jones is arguably – the, the goat in his sport. And so I hate to see him just get beat up. And he's not going to bring over all the the, theat- the theatrics and the press conference. Conor McGregor really made it fun. John Jones is not going to necessarily bring that. So, you know, I, I don't, I'm not really interested in seeing John Jones getting there with those big dudes and getting sick to sleep. He's too damn good to do that. You know, that's a nasty boy right there. That's a nasty motherfucker, man. I don't I don't look at many men and be like, damn. I, I mean, I'd rather fight Beyonce. Well, I'd rather fight all of them dudes than John Jones. So, yeah, man, um, that's all I got on it, really. That's about it. Uh, all right, all right. Well, yeah, man, uh, John Jones is probably the GOAT. That's why I'm with JP. Keep it over there, man. Don't don't get yourself embarrassed, but you're the goal that's your sport. That's uh you know let's keep it over there, man. But um, I think that's pretty much all we've got for the week. A lot of stuff we talked about to kick off 2009, 19, 2009. I wish 2019. Um, RC, before we get out of here, anything you'd like to you know close it out with? <clears throat> Uh, not much, man. Um, just looking forward to these fights coming up this week. It's good to be back here in the new year and all that good stuff. Great hearing from JP. Great getting all this uh, news that we kind of had been built up for the last week coming out here. Um, uh, you know, uh, just going to uh, probably kick back here for a second, check out some of these uh, 
uh, look how training camp's going for all these guys coming up forward. That way I could cover a little bit more than what I had to speak on from some of the opponents that these guys are facing and have more in-depth uh, things coming for the uh, regular show on Sunday. Uh, expect to come on the, the, the show Sunday at the regular schedule time that we've been having around 12 o'clock noon time, my time, two of yours, and see what we can do. Uh, we'll figure this stuff out coming for uh, uh, how it's, the football season's coming to an end, so we won't have to worry about some of these time restraints and none of that stuff. But uh, uh just want to uh, wish my mother another happy birthday. Love that woman. All that good stuff. And uh, can't wait to see Tom Brady. Tom Brady, the GOAT, put that beat down on Phillip Rivers and his planet pollution ass coming out here with all these goddamn kids, breathing all the air that we need. He's going to get that work. Well, there you have it, man. Uh, Outside is Boxing Podcast, midweek show. Like I said, this is the first show of the year that we're trying to do bigger and better things. So rock with us this year as we expand and as we grow as a, a, a podcast and as a family, including my man JP and his podcast and stuff like that. So, hey, appreciate it. Everybody, I want y'all to subscribe, share, listen, Let's make 19 the biggest year. And since we didn't get to start the show off with the theme, the new theme of 2019, I'm so proud of this one. We're going to end it off. Yeah. We'll highlight y'all next week. Peace. Boxing. 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 Boxing, boxing, boxing. You tuned into Outsiders Boxing Podcast, where they only gonna give you the realest talking. Boxing, 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 boxing. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.